Welcome to This is Cheaper Than Therapy. Please enjoy your session. Hello, dear friends and family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are we doing? Mama is good. Mama is uh, slightly sedated from all of the carbs and also the hormonal plague that has besieged my body because your bitch is indeed pregnant for a third fucking time. Yay! So exciting! I joke, of course. I actually am thrilled. Misha and I are so pumped. We are having another baby. Um, I am due in October. So yeah, so it's been it's been a couple of months now. I've had to pretend like I've been sick or I have been, you know, like just lagging. If, guys, pregnancy is no fucking joke. It really isn't. It actually the beginning is super, super tough. And this one in particular has been fucking horrific. I've been going down on a toilet for pretty much 24 hours a day for the last four months. It has just been like horrific headaches, chronic dehydration, just eating every carb I can possibly get my hands on. Mama is thick. She is uh, girthy. She is growing a fucking human being. And it ain't for the faint of heart. I'm not going to lie. This one's been a goddamn doozy. But nonetheless, it is a blessing. We are so, so excited. Misha has been pressuring me to, quote, grow a dick inside of me. Uh, We have two daughters. He is really itching. He's really jonesing for that little baby penis that he gets to call his own. What is this Freudian bullshit with men being obsessed with penises? Creating penises, more penises. Like that's what this world needs is more dicks. Look, I would love a little boy. I really, really would. Every mom that I know, every older woman, the 50 and wiser crowd is like, listen, Gina, daughters are great. They will never leave you. They're going to take care of you when you're old. But you need a son for you. Nobody loves you like a little a little boy that you created. I'm like, you know what? That sounds all well and wonderful. But I really love having girls. And you know what? I do. I do want a boy. I would love a boy. I think it would kind of round things out. Misha would be able to take out his, you know, toxic masculinity fantasies on a, on a small child of his own making. And that would be wonderful. We'd be able to, you know split up. I'd be able to take my girls to do shit. He'd be able to, you know, I don't know, fucking chop wood in the backyard with his son, whatever, whatever it is he plans on doing. It would be great. I would love it. (laughs) But it's really not up to us. And if anything, it's not up to me. It's his genetic material that determines the sex of the baby. So sweetheart, if you're listening to this, you're not because I love you and you respect me. And, you know, I forbade you from listening to this podcast. Um, if it comes out with another vagina, it's on you, bro. I didn't have nothing to do with that shit. So you're going to have to live with that. But yes, baby number three is on the way. We are super, super pumped. But this one's been rough. Oh, my goodness. It's just been like a 
constant carb fest up in this bitch. I am rapidly expanding one because this is, like I said, my third child and my abs have absolutely nothing left in them. And number two, because the only thing, literally the only thing that fixes or that helps my nausea are carbohydrates and Wegmans black cherry seltzer. You can guess which one I gravitate towards more. My freezer is stocked with corn dogs and uh, I have bought more loaves of bread in the last three months than I probably ever have my entire fucking life. I try and stay away from the carbohydrates, at least the processed ones. You know, everything being equal, me not being pregnant, I try and get most of my carb intake from you know, green leafy vegetables and fucking shit like that. Healthy sources. Your girl goes in on a loaf of sourdough and it's over. It's over. My ass jiggles for like a week and a half. Not that it doesn't anyway, but it's like particularly bad. In addition to like bread and pasta and shit. Also, I have a disgusting ice cream addiction. And When I'm pregnant and I know that like I can't lose weight, I got to make sure I'm getting my calories in, making sure this baby is being fed. (sighs) Haagen-Dazs, Ben and Jerry's, beware. I am buying out your stocks. Why don't you increase that production a little bit? Gina Glazimitsky is knocked up and I'm coming for the frozen section. I am coming for the freezer department and the, your local Wegman store. It's not pretty. It's not cute. I do it in secret. I am so ashamed. I <laughs> sit on my couch when my husband is downstairs at night working like the hardworking gentleman that he is. And I just go in on a pint of ice cream. You know what? I don't feel fucking bad about it. I really don't. Because not for nothing, once this kid comes out and we're done having kids... This body is hitting the gym hard. I do enjoy a good workout. It's something I've really come to love over the past, I I don't know, a couple of years. And after this weight comes off, we're heading straight to the plastic surgeon's office. And my tits are getting put back together. And my stomach's getting done. My vagina, by the way, held up beautifully through this whole fucking ordeal against all odds. You'd think that would be you know, the area of your body with the with the most devastation. No, not the case, which I'm eternally grateful for. Everything else could use a little bit of help, and I can't wait to uh, <clears throat> be nip-tucked, sucked, and stapled back together. Really looking forward to it. Not going to fucking lie. But, yeah. Things are good over here. McKenna and, and Juliana, my two kids, are really... They just don't fucking get it at all, actually. Um, My two daughters are, like, very interested in the fact that they're going to have another sibling. They both want a little girl. They both want another sister. And truthfully, I very much believe that this baby is, in fact, another girl. I really do. I don't know what it is or why I know But I know and I've known with each of my pregnancies, people ask me, they're like, but like how, how do you know? Listen, I know my body so 
Well, I remember, I can tell you the day, time, position, weather, fucking atmospheric pressure, when this baby was conceived, I knew the next day that I was pregnant. And you can go on forums and, you know, what to expect when you're expecting.com and fucking, you know, baby whatever with all of these. I don't know if any of you out there have kids or if you have uh, indulged in the Reddit for pregnant people that is these forums. But one of the most like popular questions when like in the, you know, trying to conceive threads is like, what are the earliest symptoms? When do you know? How do you know? And I remember with my first daughter, I knew. I was in denial, like, you know, very shortly after conception because she was a little bit of a mistake, but uh, a very happy one. And honestly, it could not have been a more fortuitous mistake, but a mistake nonetheless. I remember going onto these forums and like, uh, what? like symptom like what how do you know like what is the because I was you know such a rookie and I remember one getting into it with this one girl and she was just like how you know when did you miss your period I'm like I haven't missed my period yet I had sex like two days ago she's like there is absolutely no way you could possibly know it is impossible I'm like okay that's fine maybe it is maybe I'm just dreaming this up but I'm telling you I am pregnant and I just want to know like what she she, like wouldn't even tell me like what her take on the situation was like what were her symptoms like just trying to get a fucking piece of advice a little a little morsel a little little bit of advice from another mom or another you know pregnant lady and she's just like no I'm not even gonna talk to you about this this is ridiculous you don't even know what you're talking about I'm like okay fine fine bitch whatever and then all of these other little vulture ass bitches come chiming into the conversation like it is literally impossible. I read a study. I'm like, bitch, don't even, don't even, don't even, don't even start quoting fucking studies to me. I will find you. I will end you. You dumb bitch. I hate that more than anything. People are like, actually, there's a study out of the Netherlands. You don't know how to read a medical study. And I know that because I know how to read a medical study. And I know for sure that you fucking don't. <sighs> anyway. Not important, but they're all chiming in like it is literally impossible. When I tell you guys, I know the next day whether I'm pregnant or not, I know the next day. And this is how I know. I get a little crampy. I get a little dizzy. My back starts to hurt a little bit. And I am drinking water like a fucking camel in the Sahara. Like I can't get enough. One of my greatest like issues with at least early pregnancy is the level of dehydration that I experienced. Your body is creating more blood, aka water, amniotic fluid, aka water, and a fucking human being. And last time I checked, our bodies are like 70 something percent, 80 percent, whatever the number is, fucking water. I cannot get enough of this shit and it happens literally instantaneously and those symptoms have been consistent with all of my pregnancies so Jody Cassandra fucking Rebecca in these little forums that I was reading suck a dick hoes okay 
Just because you didn't figure it out until the baby was coming out in the Walmart toilet, like you didn't, it was like, you know, a pregnant and I didn't know type situation doesn't mean that it's the case for all of us. Okay, you dumb ass bitch. Nothing I hate more than people are like, that didn't happen for me, so there's no way it could happen for you. It really bothers me. As if your existence is like the end all be all of the human experience. Like you're the only, like you're the baseline. Give me a fucking break, you dumb hoe. Oh, you tell triggering. Whew, I feel like I get on this podcast and I just, I just become a douchebag. I'm actually really not like this ornery or like pissed off in real life, but for some reason, this podcast has just become like me bitching for 45 minutes, which I don't know if we're going to keep that up. I would like to do some more like hardcore, like serious topics too, but I gotta say, this is really working for me right now. I'm really, really into it. I just, I just enjoy it. It's kind of like my negativity. It's like my negative place. Like sometimes being negative is fucking fun. I know y'all feel me on that, but like sometimes I just enjoy it. I'm like, oh, you have to elevate and be positive and, and manifest and ask the universe and you shall receive. And listen, you know what? There is absolutely a place for that, but I don't believe in toxic positivity. I don't believe that you should always be like only good vibes, only happiness here. We don't, you know, we don't acknowledge our limiting beliefs. You need to acknowledge all of it, all of it. Just get it out. Get the bitching out. I'm actually really not this much of a douchebag in person, I swear. But here on this podcast, I'm the one with the microphone you listen to every fucking word I have to say. I'm just kidding. You can totally turn it off. I won't be mad at you. I totally understand. Oh, Misha's really excited. He's really, really excited. He always gets so pumped to have a new baby. And truthfully, it is really like having, there's nothing like having a new kid. There really isn't. It's just like such a sweet sweet time. I I don't know what it is. I don't know like why because the newborn stage is fucking brutal. You're not sleeping. Your nipples are bleeding. You're not eating. You literally forget to eat. I will never forget the first time. Like I remember I met one of my friends. We met online um, like through like this like mom's chat. I forget what it was forum thing a lot of forums happening here and um like one of her pieces of advice to me was like make like a big casserole of some sort and like leave a fork in the casserole in the fridge and every time you walk by the fridge take a bite because you will literally forget to eat when you have a newborn child I'm like bitch you don't know me. I don't know you. Like we're sitting here having lunch for the first time. Thank you for your advice. I appreciate it. I respect it. But you have got to be a special kind of stupid to forget to eat. Never. I have forgotten a lot of shit. I have forgotten my keys. I have forgotten my phone. I have forgotten where I parked. I have forgotten, you know, really important doctor's appointments and meetings and shit. I've forgotten everything under the sun, but I have never 
forgotten to fucking eat. We eat in this house. We eat a lot. I love to cook. It is one of my most favorite things in the entire world. I love to fucking cook. Love to fucking cook so much. My husband has gained probably 80 pounds, 90 pounds. A lot of fucking weight since he's met me, okay? I've never forgotten to eat and neither has my husband. But it's true. (laughs) When you have a newborn child, you are literally delirious. Like you don't know your ass from your elbow. You don't know what day it is. You don't know what planet you're on. You don't know what the fuck is going on. It is a, I don't know, Twilight Zone adjacent experience. But it is so happy and so blissful. And I don't know. I I feel like a baby is a real, real test of a relationship. And it's just something that, um, you know, Misha and I do really, really well. I have to say, I have to say, we are two like incredibly high strung, like really enthusiastic, passionate, dare I say, combative people. But when it comes to parenting, we're actually like it's a very harmonious experience. Our marriage in general is very harmonious. We have a lot of tension, but like in a really good way. Does that make sense? But parenting is like a very joyful experience for us. I don't fucking know. But I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited, like I said, for casseroles and shit. I never make casseroles. I'm excited to eat sushi again. Once this baby comes out, oh, to drink coffee. Guys, I don't drink fucking coffee while I'm pregnant. It is honestly, when we were talking about having a third baby, it was like the one thing I was like, I have two kids. I'm a full-time college student. I volunteer for the town. Now I have this fucking podcast, okay? My free time is a stranger and we don't fucking know her. How am I going to function without caffeine? And granted, I don't drink a lot of it. I have like one cup in the morning and I that is that keeps me going all day. I don't like to overdo it. I don't like to have dependencies. But... I do give up caffeine entirely while pregnant. And I have to say, it was like the number one factor in my mind. Or maybe not one number one, but it was up there when I was doing the math on whether or not we were going to have another kid. It hasn't been horrible this time around. I don't know why I felt it so much more with my... Well, when I had my first daughter, I didn't drink coffee prior to having kids. I literally didn't drink it. And people are like, huh? I'm like, yeah, I literally never, I literally never drank coffee prior to having children. And people are mystified by that. I don't think it's anything special. I think it's something that a lot of people don't do. I don't think, you know, everybody in the world drinks coffee or energy drinks or whatever. But I sure as fuck do now being knocked up notwithstanding it hasn't been awful it hasn't been awful have I had my moments where I'm like if I could just fucking mainline some some no-dos I could just knock this shit out and like move on with my life there have been some days where I've had a lot of shit going on and I'm just like I have no energy 
I can't, I can't even fucking think. Like, it really, it really is like a, it's a fucking draining experience. But again, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. It is a privilege and something that I have been incredibly fortunate to have never had a problem with. I, (laughs) I, it is shocking. Let me put it to you this way. It is shocking to me that I only have been pregnant three times in my life. And this is my third kid. Let me put it to you that way. Um, it's been four tries and three babies. I I don't know what that says, but like my body really enjoys being pregnant. And I'm, it's, I'm literally shocked. I, I've only been pregnant three times. Shocked with all of the hoeing I did in my younger years. But that's neither here nor there. But yes, feel very, very lucky. And um, this pregnancy is going well. We just had an ultrasound. We saw the little fucker. We got some pictures printed out. Super active child, like crazy. I have never seen anything like it. This woman was like chasing this kid around my stomach with, you know, the Doppler on the ultrasound. And this thing is literally bouncing off my uterus, flipping around telling everybody to go fuck themselves like get this shit off me I'm trying to I'm trying to live my best life here never seen anything like it so you know I I don't know what that says about this child's personality that I do believe you are born with but I guess we're gonna find out in a couple months really really excited to meet this one um will he or she be the last Mm, I don't know I don't think I want another kid after this, but I wasn't sure I wanted this kid, (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you. Everything was so good with two. It was really, I knew I could manage, you know, all of my responsibilities. I knew, you know, the two that we had are just, they're wonderful children. Um, I didn't fuck them up, at least not as it is currently constituted. But I guess we'll see. There's still a lot of time for that to happen. But I wasn't super sure that I wanted a third baby. But here we fucking are and it's happening. So so that'll be fun. But um, but yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Can't wait to meet this little fucker in October. Oh, God. Tell me what you think. Do you think it's a boy? Do you think it's a girl? I really do think it's another girl. I really do. I don't know why. I don't know how or why I know. But... I've accurately predicted every time before this. So I'm going to say it's another girl and my husband is going to have a fucking heart attack. We're not going to find out the sex. We're not going to find out the gender until birth. And yeah, he's like, it'll soften the blow. (laughs) That's literally what he said. He's like, if we wait until the birth, because it's such a happy and joyous moment, like regardless of the gender, It'll soften the blow if it's another girl. I'm like, fuck you, you ungrateful bastard. And he's not like he adores his children, like adores them. Like, I have to say, Misha is an incredibly above average father. He is a phenomenal husband. He is a really, really, really good man. I love and adore him. Love me a big confident man. Love me a deep belly button and a big old dick. Couldn't ask for more. He is fan-fucking-tastic. 
I intentionally fattened him up because I knew what a catch he was. My husband's a big dude, like regardless. He's Russian. He's 6'2", 6'3", and wide as a fucking door. And when I met him, wasn't skinny, but wasn't like fat. I made him fat as an investment in my financial future. I was like, I cannot have this man walking around with his big dick and a black card like sex on a stick. I'm like, I need to make him unattractive to everybody else. I am in love with him. I have always been super physically attracted to him. But I was like... I need to make you a sandwich like immediately. You need to eat pasta. You need to eat sandwiches. I need to make like a a roast beef. Like I need to, you need to eat constantly. So that's what I did. And I'm a really good cook. So it wasn't hard to convince him of that, but it was great. But it got, (laughs) he's recently actually lost like 90 pounds and I'm so proud of him. It kind of got a little out of control there for a little bit. He got, he got, he got a little, he got a little, a little, you know, a little too big. But (laughs) but I think there was a turning point for him. I will never forget it. I don't know if this is a turning point, but it was a turning point for me. I think it was like when I realized I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe we need to reel this in a little bit. We were at our favorite sushi place and It's an all-you-can-eat sushi buffet, the best kind of sushi, but it's a really good one. It's called Minato. I don't know if you guys have ever been. If you're sushi enthusiasts, when the 1-9 is over, I highly suggest you hit it up because it's real fucking good. Not only is it just sushi, I'm doing an ad now. Not only is it sushi, but it's also like a hot bar with like teriyaki and tempura and dim sum. And like there's a whole salad bar. There's crab legs. There's sashimi. There's like all of these different types of things. There's a dessert line. Like it's crazy. It's so fucking good. And historically, with my last two pregnancies, it was like the first place we hit up on the way home from the hospital. Not on the way home from the hospital, but very shortly thereafter, I make a beeline straight from Monado because it is so fucking good. And I have deep and intense pangs of sushi cravings in my vagina. It like makes me tingle. I love sushi so much. So being abstinent for nine months really takes a toll on my mental well-being anyway we're at Monado and I we had our kids with us maybe we only had one at the time maybe we had two maybe I forget whatever I know we had at least one because we have to go in shifts so I'm sitting there with baby one baby two I forget and he goes to get up He like scoots back in his chair and he breaks the fucking chair. It's like this big crack in the leg and it's like a tripod. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, you just broke a chair at an all you can eat buffet. If that doesn't say America, I don't know what the fuck does. I'm like, what is happening in my life right now? And it was like dead silent in there crack 
crack. Like everybody's head turned and looked at us. I was like, oh my fucking God. And we just, we both just died laughing. He's like, I broke a chair at a buffet. I'm like, I know you're fucking huge. I didn't say that to him or maybe I did. I probably did. But it was to this day, maybe one of the funniest things that has happened. And every time I go back and like relive the experience, I bust a gut laughing because it was just so pure and amazing and just like at a buffet like of all fucking places it was just it was excellent but that was a turning point for me I'm like honey maybe you should go get a physical and have your cholesterol checked and like all of these things you know, have like a full workup of your situation he's like go fuck yourself I'm fine I'm like no you have children now. We take our health more seriously. And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Fine. So he goes to the doctor and he has this voicemail saved on his phone. He goes for like a full workup. They do blood work. They do all of these things. They check all of his shit. His doctor, who is also a friend of the family and is a wonderful person. She's great. Calls him in astonishment. Hi, Misha. This is Dr. Such and Such. Um, we got your test results back, and I am shocked. I think in the voicemail, she actually says, like, she's shocked. For someone who is obese and a smoker and has all of the comorbidities that you do, I have never seen a more healthy human being in my life. I was like, what the fuck? Like, cause this was, this is not, this was not the outcome that I was hoping for. I hope it was going to come back. Liver enzymes through the fucking roof, cholesterol, borderline stroke out levels, A1C all fucked up, everything. I'm like, see, see bitch, this is what happens when you abuse your body. Not the case. This doctor who is a wonderful person, I love her. Gave my husband the validation he needed to continue on this deeply, deeply unhealthy lifestyle. And he did. He continued down this road for, I don't know, another year, 18 months. And then he was like, you know what? Maybe I should get my shit together. And he did. And he's lost like 90 pounds. And he looks great. He's super healthy. He feels a lot better. He's much more active. You have to understand, my husband also leads an incredibly stressful life. He is um, a business owner and also the COO of another company. Like, he's crazy. I will have him on here at some point and he can tell you his story. But if anyone in the world deserves to be a stress eater and to, like, ignore their health, it might be him. And I don't say that lightly. I don't think anybody should ignore their health. But if anyone is like, I don't have time to like work out and like meal plan and like do all this shit. It might. It's like it's a very small group. It's like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Misha Glazimitsky, maybe Jeff Bezos. Although he is turning into Mr. Worldwide Shipping. Can we do a wellness check on Jeff Bezos? That man, listen, I admire him so much. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Amazon, it's taking over the world. <clears throat> Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. Fuck him. Like, OK, listen, 
this is the thing, right? Sharp left. We're like making a hard turn here. Amazon is something we all use. All of us. I don't give a fuck who you are. You order shit off Amazon. You shop at Whole Foods. You order a birthday present for your mom's lesbian cousin. Like, oh no, I need like this great butt plug that I heard about. I don't know. Everyone in America indulges in the fucking two-day addiction that is Amazon. Everybody. And that's fine. Jeff Bezos cracked a very, very elusive code of logistics, business, convenience. He really, he, it was like Walmart, right? Walmart, also a villainized whatever. I don't buy from Walmart. I actually really hate the Walton family, but not because they're billionaires, not because of this or that, but because of how they treat their vendors. But again, that's a different, that's a different podcast entirely. I don't patronize Walmart and they're not missing my money at all. And that's fine. But I, for personal reasons, choose to not shop there. Anyway, they revolutionized the way that people shop and they made it more convenient. And at first, before Jeff Bezos and the Waltons became billionaires, people were like, this is great. What used to take me you know, you work Monday through Friday, nine to five, maybe more, maybe less, whatever. You have two days a week with your family. And one of those days you have to spend grocery shopping and school clothes shopping and, you know, getting toilet paper and shit for your house. And maybe you need a new curtain rod or maybe your TV just got fucking kicked in. And I need to go to Best Buy and get a new one. That's a whole day process, right? So now you're cutting into your time even more. What the Jeff Bezoses and the Walton families of the world did was revolutionize the way that we shop to make it more convenient. This is the beauty of capitalism. If you create value enough that, you know, the masses want to partake in the system you've created, you're a fucking billionaire and that's great. You make enough money, you know, in proportion to how much value you add to society. When did these companies become the villains? When? When they decided they were going to, like, profit off of what they were doing? It's like, we want you to be successful, but not too successful. Because once you get too successful, you become the bad guy. I fucking hate this. Again, I'm going back to bitching. I'm getting off Happy Island. I'm going back to Douchebagville. I fucking hate this. At what point did they become the enemy? Why is that the marker? Why is it once you join the billionaires club or even like the extremely wealthy club, do you become the villain? What did you do to get that money? Oh, I invented Amazon. Yeah, that's created a ridiculous amount of jobs, convenience, fucking personal experience, like all of these things for society. It has revolutionized our society in so many ways. But you shouldn't be able to profit that much off of it. Do I believe that Jeff Bezos should like hoard his cash? I mean, if that's what he wants to do, like, sure. Would I do that? No. I don't need that much fucking money. But also... Jeff Bezos personally and Amazon as a company 
does an extreme amount of philanthropy. I don't want to hear about the fucking taxes and, oh, well, they don't pay this much in taxes and corporations get all these write-offs. Because they are the economy. <clears throat> they are our GDP. Tech, financial services, um, all of these, you know, hedge funds and shit. Listen, Amazon, Comcast, Disney. I'm surprised they pay any taxes, to be perfectly honest with you. It's not just corporate taxes that that they should like. That's that's the marker, right? Is their corporate tax? What are the, what do their tax returns say? It doesn't say anything about their employment tax, what they're contributing in creating jobs, the industry standards that they're setting as far as you know, green business practices, which they're all fucking doing. The mass amounts of liability that they that they you know, that they carry because they employ all of these people and drivers and planes and shit. Like, it's crazy. The fact that we have reduced this down to a single factor of how much corporate tax do you pay as like the beacon of, you know, how responsible or how moral or how fucking woke, suck a dick these companies are is astounding to me. And people who think that way, I'm like, you you have no clue. I'm sorry. Listen, I love you. I'm sure you're a wonderful person, but I'm like, you are really misinformed. Really misinformed. It's the beauty of capitalism. <laughs> oh my God, capitalism is the patriarchy and capitalism is, you know, responsible for white supremacy. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. We're about to go down a road of socialism versus capitalism and the fucking Bernie people and the pussy hats and the this and the that. I can't. I can't. I can't. One thing. I can. I can. One thing. How many hundreds of millions of people have to die in the name of socialism until we fucking figure out that an economic system where the government has even partial control of how resources are are directed, how resources are used, until we fucking get that it doesn't work. I'm not saying that every market should be completely deregulated. I'm not saying it should be a free-for-all. I think the level of, I, I think a few industries should be more heavily regulated than others. Pharmaceuticals, tech, the tech industry. How of all the industries that are regulated in the U.S. is big tech like pretty much gets a pass on that? I don't fucking get it. I can't get it. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Other than going down the conspiracy road, which I fucking love. I love a conspiracy. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. But your bitch loves to dabble in that pool. I really, really do. But anyway, socialism. I don't believe in fully deregulated economies. I think that is a recipe for disaster. We had that for a while. And then we got 2008. And it was a shit show. And then the banking industry was more heavily regulated 
it, the pendulum swung a little too far the other way and it's recently come back to center and I'm good with where it is now to be perfectly honest with you but the fact that we don't understand that we are like begging begging for government ownership of resources how how when are we going to realize that market-based economies it's not perfect capitalism isn't perfect but that market-based economies are the only fucking ones that work Every other one has collapsed. And if any of you motherfuckers come at me with, well, it works in the Netherlands. It works in Sweden. It works in Norway. Let me hit you with a couple of facts. Number one, Sweden and Norway and the Nordic countries in general don't pay for their own defense. Guess who does? Us. In a major way. It's not us entirely. But guess what happens if Russia decides to invade Norway? Guess who is sending in the troops? Do you think the Norwegian army is like, we can handle a nuke? Yeah, roll in the tanks, Putin. No problem. We, we got this. We can defend our country. No, they can't. It would be a world war. Guess who is the fucking back-to-back World War champions and will be a three-peat if it ever came to that. The U.S. So suck a dick. Number one, you don't pay for your own defense. Number two, if you, they have an, they have an incredibly homogenous society. It is a different social structure. Everybody in Norway, for the most part, is Norwegian. Everybody in Finland is Finnish. The vast majority of people in Sweden are Swedish. It is a very, very, very different dynamic. And it has a massive, massive impact on the socioeconomic system that they are that they can have in place there. Number two, I'm sorry, number three. Um, the taxes there, 70%, that's just income tax. And that goes to me for all of the social programs. Bitch, tell me why if I'm a Swedish person, I don't have any kids. I don't like participate in any of the social programs that go towards like schools or like, you know, uh, maternity leave for everybody and all these things. I'm actually very much for paid maternity leave. I think it should be a social right. But like we'll get into that. And it's a, it's a different thing for me. But why do I have to pay 60% in taxes so like people who choose to have kids can benefit from all of these social programs? I find that to be ridiculous. Also, if you're in if you live in one of these Nordic countries, these utopian places, and you go to buy a, a fucking Jetta, you can buy the Jetta for you know whatever it costs, 25 grand. When you go to register the car, you're paying 100% of the sales price. So that's another $25,000 as a tax to register the vehicle. Turns out people don't like paying double the price for a, for a shitty Civic. So over the last 10 years, the Nordic countries have been shocking, massively deregulating their economies and cutting social programs. Because once again... People realize, hey, this is ridiculously unfair. The government is there to provide for the common good, but it should not fully support the people. 
The people need to support themselves. <sighs> I'm going to sign off now because my head is about to explode. Thank you for listening to me bitch for the last 45 minutes. I really do appreciate it. I cannot believe that this podcast now has over, I think, like 1,200 downloads across all episodes. Who the fuck is listening to this? I'm going to be honest with you. Please hit me up on Instagram if you listen to this. I, I have like, you know, I've, I've seen an increase of like 15 Instagram followers. So clearly nobody is following me on Instagram. And honestly, I don't blame you. My content is dog shit. I do intend at some point to like kick that up a notch because I mean, that's the name of the game these days. You have to like do the social media things in order to actually be successful. But people are listening. I have my downloads grow week after week after week. I have subscribers. I have a few reviews. I, I don't know. I literally don't know who these people are listening to me fucking rant for this shit. But it's cool. It's fun. Like, honestly, like, I'm going to keep doing it. I have cut back my my output to, like, twice a month. I just, I cannot, I cannot do it once a week right now. It's probably going to be a little bit sporadic for a while, at least until this baby is born. I have no fucking energy like none school is my or kid my kids are my first priority then it's school after that and then my town stuff and then this podcast and I really can't manage all of it right now but this podcast is really cool it really is not lit for me and I really do enjoy it so I'm gonna keep it up but probably on an on a bi-monthly basis so if you are listening to this Hit a bitch up on Instagram. Let me know who you are because I'm just kind of in shock. I've charted. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. But follow me at Gina Glazimitsky. The show's uh, Instagram account is even uh, less impressive than mine. I almost never updated. Honestly, I might just fucking get rid of it because why do I need two? I can barely manage one. Um, but it is at This Is Cheaper Than Therapy on Instagram. Um Go leave me five stars. That would be pretty cool. Go leave me a review. Talk some shit. Tell me how much I suck. Uh, yeah. I will talk to you guys in two weeks. All right. Bye-bye.